Psalm 63, a psalm of David, when he was in the desert of Judah. God, you are my God. I will earnestly seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. I have seen you in the sanctuary, watching your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. So I will bless you while I live and I will lift up my hands in your name. My soul will be satisfied with the richest food. My mouth shall praise you with joyful lips when I remember you on my bed and think about you in the night watches, for you have been my help. I will rejoice in the shadow of your wings. My soul stays close to you. Your right hand holds me up, but those who seek my soul to destroy it shall go to the lower parts of the earth. They shall be given over to the power of the sword they shall be jackal food. <laughs> but the king shall rejoice in God. Everyone who swears by him will praise him. For the mouth of those who speak lies will be silenced. It's believed by experts that this psalm is written at a time when David was fleeing from his son Absalom. So he's in the desert. And um, I've never been to Israel or, or the Jordan, you know, Jordan, but if you um, just Google it, just type into Google, you know, Judean desert or the Negev or something like that, and you see the pictures of some of those places, they're very dry. So David's in a place like that that's very dry, and he says, he's talking to God, he says, my soul thirsts for you, my flesh longs for you in a dry and weary land where there is no water. So he's in a place with no water, and, um, and yet, he's saying, Lord, I long for you. So you would think that if you're in a place like that, that you'd be talking about how you're actually thirsty. You know, you'd, you'd be writing a song saying, I'm just so thirsty. I'm just so hungry. <laughs> um, but he says, I'm thirsty for you, Lord. And David's just, like I've said before, he just lived at another level. The thirst for the Lord is the real thirst. And you know, there's so many people who are thirsty for God, they don't even know they're thirsty for God and they never ever go and have a drink. And that's terrible. He says in verse three, um, oh, and by the way, in John chapter four, Jesus talks a whole lot about living water. This type of drink that if you have, you will never thirst again, it's himself. Jesus thought like David too. Well, Jesus is the, is the person who truly thought this way. David thought a bit like that. And um, Jesus' whole discussion with the woman in the well in John 4 is all along this same line. You should go and read it. In verse 3, David says, Your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. There's a type of love that comes from God that's better than life. Um, how do you understand something like that? This isn't just a metaphor you know, like we, we say things like, oh, heaven's going to be so wonderful. <laughs> of course it's true, but um, uh, what we're talking about here is a type of truth. The love of God is better than life. You can't imagine what it's like to know the love of God. It's something to seek. In verse 5, he says, my soul will be satisfied with the richest food. What, what is the richest food? Is it pavlova? You know, is it some kind of sweet dessert? 
with honey and, and you know other things is that the richest food or is it the richest food something that costs a lot of money or is the richest food something that doesn't just touch your belly or you know go through your taste buds and taste good and then touch your belly and make you satisfied for a few hours maybe the richest food is something that touches your soul and just changes you that is the type of food we're talking about here and now that is a reality far more real than any food which is temporary and soon passes through the body here today gone tomorrow no there's a type of food which satisfies the soul that's true food right there david says in verse 7 you have been my help and i will rejoice david went through a lot <laughs> At the time he wrote this, we think he was fleeing from his son Absalom. But before this, he'd been seized by the Philistines. He'd spent more than 10 years on the run from Saul. He'd been through all sorts of battles. He'd been through lots and lots of things. And David was able to say right here, Lord, you've been my help. And so he trusted in the Lord. Now, sometimes we, especially people who are younger in the faith, they haven't had the experiences with God. And so they... A statement like that doesn't touch the heart in a meaningful way. And so these experiences are so good for us. You know, when we go through experiences which are difficult, that's how we learn to trust the Lord. And so these are so good for us. And so David is able to say, even though he's not fully delivered by the, by, from the situation yet, he's able to say, Lord, you are my help. And he knows it's real. And I have to say that to you too, that the Lord is your help. But sometimes he lets you go through a circumstance so that you can learn to trust him. And it's a wonderful place to be. Lord, I thank you that you are our help. I thank you that you are our refuge. I thank you that you are a source of food to us. You are the source of the richest food. And Lord, I pray that we would feast in your presence. We would dine on your goodness. Lord, satisfy us with these good things, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.